We are I. I don't know who this guy is, but for some reason he pops up on my Instagram feed all the time. And, you know, I guess it's because, you know, like anything else, you know, I, I've maybe stopped on one of his videos or something like that, you know, maybe for like a second longer than something else. And the algorithm recognized that, but he honestly annoys the shit out of me. And I've never really understood why, because I've never... I've never watched one of his full videos to catch kind of his full message, but I always catch little like clips, you know, just when you're scrolling through and you happen to hear like a few things that somebody's saying and just even the look of him fucking just drives me nuts. And I've never been able to put my finger on it. And for some reason, I I think about it regularly until yesterday when I actually was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to stop and I'm going to watch one of this guy's videos just to be able to see like why this bugs me so much. And I really think that everything happens in life in a very specific way so you can understand and or get the clarity that you need given any situation at any time, no matter what the reason. So a little bit of context to what's in this guy's videos, you know, he's always, you know, talking about all these cars and, you know, like watches and, you know, guys, you know, being guys and, you know, fucking all these chicks and like all this like crazy shit, you know, where it's like that typical, really shallow looking life. And, you know, he's bald. I think he's got a little bit of facial hair, if I remember correctly. He's always got sunglasses on. He always looks like he's on all these different podcasts and being interviewed by people and, you know, on yachts and, you know, all this kind of shit, all this stuff that, you know, some of it I like, some of it I don't, you know, like sharing of information, podcast interviews, great, you know, like this whole, you know, yacht, you know, fucking all these chicks doing all these things. It's like, I can see how that's definitely appealing to guys, but like 99% of that shit, I honestly could just do without. And anybody, I guess, who really knows me or listens to this podcast knows that my preferred spot is like by myself you know, in a tiny little cabin buried in the back country in the middle of nowhere, completely off grid. It's like, that's my happy place. So I see this thing and I think what intrigues me is it starts off the video, start off the video by saying 23%. And I was like, fuck, you know, it kind of caught me, you know, you got this little stat out there. I want to see what 23% means. And he goes off and just saying that, you know, men are supposed to fuck lots of women. Men are not supposed to be monogamous. Men are supposed to have, you know, tons of chicks around them. And and I'm just like, holy fuck, here we go. Like, you know, yes, I can see from a perspective of how that's appealing. But at the end of the day, like there's just, there's no substance and there's no quality behind that. And I think that any decent human being sees through that shitty facade. So he goes on to explain how you can genetically trace and look back that, you know, monogamy was only to be able to create equality because 23% of the men historically 
have slept with, had sex with, had kids with 100% of the women. Like you can genetically, I guess, trace this back. Now, I didn't research this or fact check this, and I don't even know how you would. But let's just say that he's true. 23% of the men historically, whether that's 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, I have absolutely no idea. Let's say that that's, this is true. And that monogamy was created to be able to create equality. And he's saying this to be able to create equality because you have like, you know, what, 67% then of men who are just, you know, what he's saying, unruly and irritated and, you know, disgruntled and, you know, all of these things. And they create havoc for society. And I'm like, I don't fucking believe that. Like, I don't really believe that at all. You know, and he's just saying, like, historically, like, these were the, the men who were troublemakers because the 23% of men, the, the men with power and money and class and status, like, these are the ones who got all of the women. And they were essentially, from what I was taking it, because I didn't even watch the whole thing because it got so ridiculous, but I'm like, you're leading me to believe and people to believe that sexually frustrated men were the destruction of society. But I'm like, on the flip side of that, if you logically look at that, would those men be revolting because they're sexually frustrated? Or is it like how it is today? Just you have this distortion of wealth today. You know, before it might have been wealth in female presence, but I don't actually even agree necessarily that, you know, these 23% of men are the ones who created essentially the world's population. But was it more that these men were just revolting against the tyranny of a class system? Because if you are talking historically, that other 67% of men were probably living in absolute shit conditions. These people were probably more along the lines of slaves and extremely poor and starving and stealing shit to survive and, you know, that was more like it than not. They were probably not doing these things because they were sexually frustrated. They're probably doing most of these things because they were just trying to survive and then they were born into that environment. So then you don't even know any other way. And we see examples of that of, you know, inner cities, especially in the United States today, where when you're born into extreme poverty, gang life seems like it's the only thing to do because school phase you fails you, social systems fail you, you know, your community essentially fails you, even though that there is people typically who are trying, but it's like throwing a rock into the ocean. So we see examples of that today. It's not sexually frustrated men, it's people in general who are trying to change their circumstances. So when you have somebody who's only focused on just this one thing that they want to validate based on their behavior, you're not even going to logically see both sides because that's the logic to me. And then, you know, he kind of in this, you know, about 30 seconds that I watched because this is, you know, how irritating this video was. Because, you know, when you see somebody who can't see the forest through the trees, especially on something like that, it's wild to me. And he's like, if you are not monogamous, you are always around hot chicks, which makes you feel good. You're always fucking hot chicks, which makes you feel good. And then you can spend more time being around your brothers, your cousins, your friends, other ruthless males that will keep pushing you. And you will get all these things like, you know, 
10, 20 fancy cars, the fancy yachts, the houses, and all this kind of stuff. And you'll be super successful because you'll be the best version of yourself because you'll be fulfilling the duty of who you are is to be this non-monogamous man so that you can be the conqueror that you are. And I'm like, who the fuck are you, Genghis Khan? Like, it is so ridiculous that you would think that we haven't evolved from that kind of mentality, that kind of selfish overconsumption, you know, that kind of extremely or that that perspective that just lacks integrity and and morals and like the only thing that you value is this hyper productivity in life and thinking that you can't gain that by being in a relationship with somebody that you love and you value and you respect or having kids and then I thought I'm like fuck that's what it is this guy can't have kids like you don't think like this and the vast majority of extremely productive men when they have families, they don't feel like this because you you understand that there's so much more out there than these things that resides in these little humans that you call yours. And there is some men who still feel that way. Don't get me wrong. But we also know that then they aren't even great dads so that, you know, maybe the world does need some of you guys. But don't encourage people to be like that. Don't have this mass, you know, perspective that all men should be that way because they shouldn't. They shouldn't and we especially shouldn't give that example for, you know, our young influential people because it is a destructive life. Because do you think, you know, he might be young, successful and good looking now But we know that what that road typically equates to as a man is you are this old guy. And granted, you may be good looking now into your 60s and 70s and all that kind of shit. But we know that no matter how good looking you are, there is an inversion that you end up starting to pay these women to be around you, which you're essentially doing now. You spend $100,000 on a yacht and all these cars and all this fancy shit. Those women aren't looking at you for the quality person that you are and the quality women that are out there are going to fucking walk right past you because all they're going to see is your car, your boat, your parties, your home, and all the women who just want to be with you to get a slice are going to be the first ones standing in line because all those quality women, like those those women from the prairies where, you know, like that, you know, air quote stat comes from that the best wives are from, you know, the prairie provinces, you know, whether that is true or not, or, you know, how much validity we put into that's a separate argument. But you know what I'm getting at, you know, the point that I'm trying to make. It's not these, you know, women who are getting, you know, fat injected into their ass and, you know, lip implants and ass implants and all of this dumbass shit to be able to track these stupid fucking guys like this guy and thinking that, you know what, it's probably going to get old when the only thing I'm really waking up to is just another woman who doesn't really give a shit about me. She only gives a shit about my image and my lifestyle. And yes, you can kick her to the curb and there's going to be another one there. But that shit, if that doesn't get old, if that doesn't start to feel old real fast, 
That to me is the problem. When you need those constant hits, it's like if you can't see living that life that you are just a heroin junkie needing another extreme fix. You need another car, the latest car. You need another home, the latest home. You need a new pair of sunglasses. You need a new way to strut your shit down the street. You need you know, six chicks instead of three chicks. You need another boy. You need all this shit. You need these constant hits. And then you guise that by having this hyper productivity to be able to gain this and thinking that all of these just hits equate to that you feel fulfilled. And it's really easy to understand and it's really easy to be able to connect with that you think you feel fulfilled. It's because you are in, living in this state of constant bliss and happiness. But again, like that doesn't have any deep meaning to life. These are just, it's like a junkie saying that, you know, I live in this this deeply meaningful life because I can stick a needle in my arm and I can hotline that shit. And within seconds, I can be back to bliss, which is the same thing that this guy's doing. But he's so blind. And the worst thing is you see how many people are attracted to this message. You know, being a good person, yes, be a good person. Stand up for what you believe in. You know, stand up for all these great, righteous things in life. But to be able to encourage a population of now 8 billion people, since our planet has now just crossed into 8 billion people, why not encourage those people to be decent? Because the thing is that those 8 billion people, like fucking 6 billion of those people aren't living a good life. This is what we should be focused on is everybody just living like a good life. That doesn't mean the distribution of wealth. That just means how can we live our life? What technology can we create that helps people all kind of get up to just a base level of decent life instead of creating a new version of an iPhone that we don't really necessarily need? So... I finally figured out after all these months of seeing the image of this guy and I just happened to stop on the exact video that I needed to be able to see to be able to understand how much that I just don't connect with that life and how I am drastically on the other side of that scale. So maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free. The DMs, the emails, the whatever reach out because you know maybe I am wrong maybe maybe he is living the the righteous and moral life but I don't believe that but maybe he is so what's your opinion that's the question of the day am I right or is he right or somewhere in the middle what's your thoughts 